Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have literally no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. Um, I think we can all accept at this point that our phones are constantly listening to us. Um, I've accepted it, but what I like to do is I'll just, throughout the day, I'll mention three or four things that have absolutely nothing to do with me, just to kind of throw people off. So I might say, oh God, I really have to get around to freezing my ovaries. Um Oh God, my my gun is broken. I need a new gun. Um, uh, oh, where where can you get good caviar in Dubai? Uh, just things like that. Just so you know, if they they are listening, I know they're listening, but it'll just throw people off, and it means that the the, the ads that I get served then really have no no bearing on my on my life whatsoever. It's the same reason that I'll I'll Google um how to join ISIS like three times a week, just just to keep people on their toes, really, more than anything else. Okay, the usual phone lines are open, so get calling. Okay, we're going to kick things off this week with our question of the week. The question of the week this week. What was the worst job you ever had? Uh, Vincent, you had a job on a movie set. Uh, I did. Um, It was great uh, at first. Um, Basically, my job was to uh, ferry around the, the, the coffee orders. Uh, of some of the some of the biggest stars in uh, in Irish TV, wow. uh, Irish TV and film. So you know, getting Dustin a latte, you know, uh, getting you know, uh, you know, Brendan Gleeson, you know, a Frappuccino, uh, and things 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 were going um, things were going pretty well, uh, you know, until until Dustin st- until until Dustin. Uh, had me uh, had me tag in as his puppeteer. He was like, "I want a new, I want a new hand up there." And um, you know, I grew up with I grew up with Dustin. I grew up with Dustin. I loved Dustin. Um, I loved chatting to him. Um, and I just wasn't. I was <laughs> sorry, sorry, David. Just wasn't prepared for it. I just wasn't right. prepared for it. You 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 felt uncomfortable being being asked. Just being asked to put my hand up his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you, what did you do? Um, I did it and um, it, with the most traumatic thing, I think, Dave, was as soon as I did it, um, he, he wasn't, he wouldn't talk to me. He was just limp, you know, he just wouldn't talk to me. Um, and I was like, that I, I did something wrong here. You know, I, 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 the other guy seemed to be doing, he was getting a great thing. And I was like, is he, am I not attractive for him or something like that? And I just, I had my hand up there and it was just like a, like an actual, like a, like a, like a turkey on Christmas Day that hadn't been cooked yet. Yeah, just limp. Just, just limp. And I'm dragging him around and like, Dustin, talk to me, man. Oh. You made me do this, you know. Look me in the eyes. Yeah. And he wouldn't. And what happened later, like when when you when you took your hand back out, you saw him later on. He pretended st- to be asleep. I took my hand out. He pretended to be asleep. Oh God. Um, and um, and then and then just later on when. It, Sorry, I'm getting emotional about this, Dave. That's okay. Take and then later on, when I was giving him his coffee, um, he just ignored me. He ignored me like he was chatting again, chatting away to yeah. the lads, you know, yeah. talking about me too, boy, four, and all yeah, that, yeah, doing yeah. all the shtick, you know. Pretending but, uh, nothing had happened. Pretending nothing had happened. Uh, and it was just, the, it was the worst job I ever had. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, thanks so much for your call, Vincent. I uh, really appreciate your honesty. I just think if there's anyone else out there, you know, uh, you know, because you can't get away with that, you know. No. Puppets can't be getting away with that. No. We gotta we gotta crack down on that kind of thing. Um celebrities in general, I think, you know, just take taking too many liberties. Absolutely. You know, um you know, you think ah look, yeah, you think things are changing and then you put your hand up at Turkey and he doesn't talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Same old story. Um thanks for your call, Vincent. Um Nicola, 
Uh, you worked on a ship. What, what kind of ship was it? Um, I originally thought that I was signing up to be a dancer on a cruise ship. Um, I went down to the docks and it was a fishing trawler. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been on a fishing trawler. I haven't, no. There's not a lot of dancing. Yeah. Like, it's not a receptive audience. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like my skills were wasted there. Is there not even a little bit of dancing, like, in the evening when the lads have, you know, the work's done and you're having a few drinks? Is there, like, kind of... Well, like, I'm mainly hip-hop. The guys yeah. were really, really into ballroom and... I just couldn't do it. Like yeah. I was in the wellies and I was sliding around and there's fish muck everywhere. And like they'd leave fish guts in my bunk and they'd call me bad dancer. OK, well, look, your captain uh, is on the on the line. Uh, captain Montgomery Svell. Uh, captain, what what do you have to say about this? Because this, this person. Ah, Dave, let me tell you something about this lassie. We said it was a dancing ship and it is a dancing ship. And shall we be not doing that foxtrot and that and the fish flapping about not dancing as well, Nicola. Yeah, but like I'm just saying, like you're really, really staid, and I feel like like I have a lot to contribute, and I could I could teach us how to break dance, and like this isn't save the last dance, Nicola. We don't want that on our ship. You're lucky you got on. It's bad luck in the first place that women on a ship. Like that's just it's a really old fashioned idea, and like I am not to blame for the deaths. Well, I didn't want to bring that up, Nicola. I thought we'd, we'd cover that up nicely on international waters, I believe. What's this now? Um, don't worry about it, Dave. Don't like, worry about well, it, Dave. You brought it up. I think we need to maybe explore. There was maybe Did some people die on board the ship? Nobody expects like everybody to come back from a fishing trawler. Oh, yeah, it's a, different, a dangerous profession, for sure. Yeah. Very good luck to have even three people sur- you know, survive a ship. And Surv- we consider it good luck. If, if three people survive a trip. Yeah, and a fishing trawler, absolutely. Especially a ballroom one. Yeah, yeah. And did... Debbie... Or Nicola, did you... Uh, Who's Debbie? <laughs> there was only one woman on that ship, and it was Nicola. There was no Debbie. No Debbie was killed on that ship. <laughs> she definitely wasn't my best friend, and she didn't fall overboard. No, you came alone. That's right, wasn't it, Nicola? Absolutely. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. So, Nigley, you don't feel responsible then for any of the deaths on your particular uh, your trip? Anything that may have happened because I slid in some intestine and knocked someone off the ship, which didn't definitely happen by any means. Didn't definitely happen by any means. I mean, like, nobody could, could prove that one way or the other, I suppose. No, because, I mean, an unfortunate thing happened to the person who recorded it as well, so... Why was somebody recording it? Um, we would record every dance session to right. try and improve it. To get better, you know. Yes. You have to sometimes check yourself and say, how, how can I improve on yesterday? Don't compare yourself to anyone else today, just yourself yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, it's a good method, I suppose, for, for improving your dancing. So what next for you, Nicola? Are you, are you going to go back on the seas? Are you going to give it another chance, give ballroom a go, or are you done? Um, I, I was thinking that I would try like the cruise shipping again, but I also really have a taste for the killing. I'm thinking pirate boat next time. Pirates, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So I know the, just the man. I know just the man. You can put her in touch with uh, someone in the in, in pirating. I can indeed. There's a there's a Somali lad uh, I used to know, 
Uh, and he's he's gone running now off the coast, and I think he he'd be just your man. And is hip hop his thing, or he could he, he could listen to some hip hop? Okay, yeah, all right. Well, look, look, that sounds good, Nicola. It sounds like you could have a a good future there with um with the Somali pirates. Okay, thanks so much for your call, um, Audrey. What's going on in the abandoned fairground? Hi, Dave. Yeah, listen, I've recently moved to Drimna, and. Little did I know when I was viewing the house, you know, I went in so quick out, you know, and I just didn't notice the fact that there was a 1,300 acre abandoned fairground out the back of the house, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's just not ideal, mm-hmm. is it? Do you know? Um, well, what's going on in there? Well, you know, not much, really. They're obviously rats, obviously, you know, youths. That and the fact that, you know, it's all locked up and nobody can even use it. You know, it's absolutely terrible. It's a waste, really. Yeah, they could do something else with the space. Yeah. Do you know? Well, they could re- reopen it and, and 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 do it up and... They could, do you know, but I think the main thing that closed it down in the first place was the fact that it was a 1,300-acre funfair in the middle of Drimna, you know? It's, it's too big. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's literally nearly the size of the Phoenix Park. Um... <laughs> You know, and they had problems when, while it was running. Do you know, I mean, you'd have about an hour and a half walk between rides. And, you know, at, like I mean, when you got to the rides themselves, the queues weren't that big because, you know, there was absolutely nobody there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the, the theme park, you know, it, it really did put paid to a lot of the econ- economy in Drimna because, you know, the theme park was open for 85 years there, do you know, um, and it, it's been closed for about 70 now. It was, it was yeah. actually one of the first theme parks in the world. The oldest and largest theme park in the largest, world. Largest, yeah. oldest, yeah. and longest disused. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Well, look, we have one, the, the last person to own it on the line, um, Mick. <gasps> Mick Tyler. Uh, Mick, uh, what ultimately caused the demise of the fairgrounds? Oh, it was so sad when it went. The last... Uh, the f- last first fairground to open. I mean, what? People just seemed offended by the idea of a great famine-based fairground mm. that uh, had huge walks in it. You'd have to walk for miles just to get from one right. No food. <clears throat> no food. You'd go, let's go to the food court, sweetie. And you would just be handed rotten potatoes. Mm. Yes. That, that's probably something else to put people off as well. The, the massive memorial to all the famine victims who built the theme park. Uh, yes. As a job to nowhere type thing. Put it them to work. A, it was a, a, a workhouse yeah, scheme. Yeah, a folly, yeah. Yeah, yeah soup, uh, we'll give you some soup if you build this massive theme park yeah. to your own demise. <laughs> and do you think the cholera pit Celebrating ride was... Celebrating the fact a... that you're starving right now. <laughs> uh, do you think the cholera pit ride was a little bit much, in well, hindsight? Uh, people were... It's, people did think it was a figurative idea, but you did get cholera. Anyone who went in got cholera in the pit. Well, that's good value for money, at least. Realistic, etc. Uh, exactly. Oh, well, it sounds like someone's interested in the in the park, would you be interested in reopening the park, Audrey? Audrey, I have you must bring it. it back. Drimna needs this. The thing is, I think big, and I'd need it double the size. 
you know? Quick, well, you'd have I to, mean, you'd have to knock down Crumlin Shopping Center. That place is fucked. Let's yeah. knock that down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd employ a slash and burn. There's a lot of houses in Drimna which we could, could just, just go bulldoze. No one would know. They're made from fucking matchsticks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, There's a lot of elderly people live there. You know, you they're just pretty much done. Them on, Stick them, them in the cholera pit. Absolutely. I'd say there's still plenty of space. Yes. Okay, well, look, guys, I'm afraid we're out of time, so we can't uh, get any further into uh, discussing oh, well, fuck the. It, then. <laughs> well, look, I think it's a great idea, and I think you guys should no, carry no, no, on. No, you're just shutting it down. I just think you guys should carry on, um, and, and 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 maybe we'll have you back on next week to, to chat about the plans, how it's going. Mm, I'll probably be dead by then. Oh, sorry, sorry to hear that. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? I think he's gone. My guest in studio this week is entrepreneur and viral internet sensation, Carpet Chris from Chris's Carpets. <laughs> I'm laughing here already because he's got the whole outfit on. Chris, just maybe explain to people what you're wearing there. Um, I'm, I'm rolled up in a carpet and um, <laughs> do a little eye holes. Um, <laughs> carpet Chris. Yeah, For people me. who've been living under a rock, uh, you know, maybe haven't heard of Carpet Chris. Will you, will you tell them how you became like an overnight uh, sensation? Well, my uh, my whole shtick is that, you know, I roll myself up in a carpet and throw myself down the stairs and... Um, you know, you see me billboards, you know, and I'd be going to supermarkets, you know, sometimes going down escalators, keep going up and I keep rolling down, you yeah, know, yeah, kids yeah. get a great laugh out of it. And, uh, and so obviously I, the most famous video is uh, the one when you, you, you rolled all the way down Karen Duel. Yes, I did. Uh, I had to get, well, this is, I was trying to uh, basically uh, promote my, my very, very thick one foot carpet, right. uh, one foot depth carpet that oh, can wow, protect that anyone deep. from yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can imagine how comfy it is if yeah. I can roll down Karen Tool in it. And were you injured at all? Oh yeah, very much so. Broke every single bone <laughs> in my body. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it went viral. Like it was huge. It did, and I got a virus in the a viral because I caught a virus as well in the uh, in the hospital. What it was an STI. I had uh, relations with one of the nurses. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. When you become an overnight sensation, everyone wants everyone a, wants, wants a, a bit of carpet, yeah. Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it true, Chris, that Hollywood is interested in your story? Everyone's interested in Garvey Chris's story, but yeah. specifically Hollywood, you know. I'm, uh, well, not exactly a self-made man, but that's what I have people believe. And, uh, you know, people just want to see who's that guy under the carpet with the eye holes cut out and the mouth and the tongue sticking out. That's yeah. carpet, Chris. <laughs> Is there any big names being touted to play? Well, um, it's early days, but um, Hugh Jackman's been interested. Okay, great. Well, that sounds really exciting. Well, look, we've got some callers on the line um, who want to talk to you. First up... Um, we actually have your old nemesis, uh, Decking Dick from Dick's Decking. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, hi. How you doing, Dick? Hello, yeah, Dick. Yeah, pretty good there. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you want to say to, to your, your old frenemy, I suppose you'd call yeah, him, Carpet Chris? Carpet Chris. First of all, <laughs> you're wearing a rug, buddy. That's not a carpet, hey. okay? Hey, stop it, has, it now. It has a... That's edging on it, okay? So that's a rug. I trimmed it down to fit myself. I can't bring a whole room carpet wrapped myself. be too big. Yeah, well, maybe if you tried, okay? Dick, I don't know how we started this rivalry. You've decking. No one wants decking indoors. Not yet they don't. Okay, but I am working on that. Yeah, Dave, that's, that's your, your whole... That's your whole... They've heard you had problems with your house. Uh, you're interested in getting some decking? Uh, I have some decking out the back. Yeah. 
inside well inside I have inside I have that's the sound of your decking just reversing into your house there okay yeah so this is your whole thing is like let's get decking indoors let's get decking indoors let's get decking on the walls let's get decking upstairs downstairs yeah yeah and has it has it taken off your dick have you got decking in your car I haven't no yeah you've got carpet though (laughs) I do I have floor mats but that's like carpet I suppose everything's carpet yeah (laughs) So, Dick, is it taking off, though, this, this decking idea? Are people buying into uh, it? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, it's literally taking off. Uh, they're taking off. Ryanair. Oh, interested, okay. very yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been emailing decking them every planes. day now, and they finally agreed to a meeting. I think they're interested in I having they, decking in planes. That would save them time, you know, because they wouldn't have to, like, hoover in between every no, flight. No, just let all that shit fly out <laughs> down the bottom. Just open the door. Open decking. Down just like a grate yes. and just in open air yeah, and it'll yeah, just fly, fly out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that w- I cares? could definitely see uh, Michael O'Leary going for that. But look, how did you two, how did you guys fall out? Do you know, where, where, where where's the roots of, of this well, rivalry? I mean, it was literally, literally a falling out, wasn't it? It was, um, you know. Guess who pulled the rug out from under somebody else's feet? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a burden and a curse, our friendship, because, you know, um, it was actually... Dick, who initially initially pushed me down the stairs, making me a, a bit of a viral star, um, ah, you know, pulling the yeah. rug from under me. I managed to catch still some of it and fell yes. down the stairs in the rug, you know, and there I am. Okay, a yeah. legend was born. Happened to, on the way down, a couple of banisters pokes some eye holes and one for his tongue. Yeah, you know, and in a way, I owed some of this money now. So, Dick, you think you're you're basically you're the man behind Carpet I, Chris? Oh, I very much was the man behind it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all Laughing. about I'm all about motives. You know, I want to see the motive here was that he was trying to kill me, and regardless of the outcome. Come you know. on! I mean, who hasn't tried to kill other people? Uh, look, guys, I want to, uh, Dick. If you'd stay on the line as well, we're going to have some I other will. callers, and maybe uh, maybe you can weigh in with some advice as well. On the line, we have Janet Smelter. Janet, um, you're you've lost your child in the in the in the in the carpet. Well, about six months ago, I, I went into your shop, and I purchased the foot deep carpet. Oh, it's one of our best sellers. Yes, absolutely. This and was the one you rolled down Karen Tulin. Tulin, yes. It was going absolutely fine until I let my one-year-old out on it. Oh, lovely! How about on? five months ago, and I haven't seen him since. Okay. He he's, sees in the carpet. He. Well, to the best of my knowledge, anyway, God knows what he's getting up to in there. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Nigel. Nigel. It is his name. And I just like an an explanation. And also, if there is some sort of a button on the carpet to actually let it go loose so that I can find my one-year-old. We used to have release valves on the carpets. We had to get rid of them, unfortunately. But um, Safety. Safety, yeah. Uh, What happened? They're very expensive. Well, look, you probably could have fallen down the deck and you wouldn't know where he was. But... um, Listen, you know, uh, he's under the decking. Listen, Janet, um, we're real, we're willing to replace the carpet with one that doesn't have a child stuck in it. That is not a bad offer at all, yeah. and I think I might actually take you up on that because, well, let's call a spade a spade here. I I stopped hearing Nigel's screams about three months ago. Now, have so you been feeding him at least yeah, dropping apples throwing or whatever. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the carpet's an absolute state. Uh, it's an absolute state at the moment, but uh, it's, Sorry, it's full it, of food. But uh, it's got food all over it. It, it has. Unfortunately, Janet, we cannot accept that carpet bag. Ah, uh, okay. But, but That's could the I... warranty gone. Yeah. That's the warranty. Uh, I kind absolutely. Of, I mean... It'd be difficult to get it out, so we'll have to just build on top of the child and the carpet. Yeah, that's 
Well, because you can't take it back now. We can't take it back. So, but I'd be willing to. But you'd still give her a new carpet. I'd put a carpet on top of it. I will. I mean, Janet, that's. I can't really argue with that anyway because you know it's it's become a bit of an eyesore. You know, my husband left me two months ago. is he the father of the child? He he is Nigel's father. Yeah. Um, he, you know, Nigel stopped screaming. Um, we couldn't hear the screams anymore. And that's when the arguments just crept in, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring in Decking Dick here. Uh, yeah. Dick, I mean, is this something that would have happened? <laughs> I think it's about time. If there had been decking instead of a carpet. Uh, yeah, I think so. You ever heard of a child falling through decking? I haven't. Five times that's happened to me. Only five times that ever happened. But you'd be around an awful lot of decking, so that's quite oh, low. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three yeah, of yeah. those children were, were actually mine. Um, yeah, it's good to good to see you again. <laughs> good to hear you again, Janet. Uh, um, listen, I told you it was a big mistake going for the carpeting because you are gonna, you know. Do you know what, Dick? You, you were you were probably right. Um, get yourself well, a coat hanger, and you can fish that kid back out of the decking again you know you just wire coat hanger bend yes. it round you know with with the decking it, it was a matter of days before the children started to fall through it but with the carpet it was it was fairly immediate so it, yeah. it was yeah he, 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 took, he took one step on it two or three days good days out of that decking now Absolutely, and you did your yeah. decking before the kids fall through and you have to Pull no, them out with a I do have to say if you look at the scores now that's three dead kids now in the decking and one dead kid for the carpet so you know, I didn't could say be dead. I didn't say dead, Chris. Missing, presumed dead. Yeah. Okay. And also under the decking, it's not as dense as a carpet, so they could probably survive. And as you said, you can fish them out of a decking. You can fish them out. And we're what, talking what average it's time. It's easier if the, if they are malnourished. Yeah. So I'd leave them for a week, and yeah. then they'll stop kicking and wrestling, I mean, and if, you if can just fish them out. Yeah. If we're talking about average time for death of child, it's decking every day. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know. Thank you. Can, can, Thank just you. Just to be clear, did, were you able to fish the kids out from under the decking or not? A few of them. It dep- it it all kind of depended uh, on the child's weight, yeah, yeah. body mass index. Um, so yeah, wire coat hangers are only Abs- so strong, Dave. I mean, absolutely, you know. On, like... um, sometimes you might wait for a couple of weeks, yeah. let them thin out a bit. Yeah, let them you know? learn a lesson. Yeah, and then, well, like I mean, obviously, if there's a carpenter about, he he could take up the wood. But I, I mean, no. I've never known a carpenter I mean, in my life, apart from your husband. Yes, I he, mean, but he's—he was a carpenter, but he was very also, lazy. He was also a massive alcoholic at <laughs> yeah, the time, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and wasn't fit to work at all. Your no. life is falling apart, Janet. Can I say? My life is absolutely fine, I, I, you know, and it will be even better when I get a new carpet. Janet, if you get a new carpet. I will deck over that carpet for you. So you will have three layers. I mean, I presume the carpeting went over the previous decking. That will be decking, carpet, 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 carpet decking. Deck. Yeah. Absolutely. No it will be like a sandwich off your rivalry. <laughs> now, and I'll have, now, no, I'll have no living room left at all. I do have another caller on the line, though. It is Lino Larry, who's been listening and feels like he hasn't been fairly rep- represented. Oh, this de- God, oh, here, here we, we go. go. Lino Larry. How are you, Larry? I don't know what kind of flooring loving you're all interested in having with your middle class notions about decking well, and carpet. Notions. Nobody's making love on Lino, Larry. Well, it's very supportive and you don't get a carpet burn from it. That's you don't. Yeah. Lino's only good for wiping piss off, Harry, you know it. <laughs> Come on, we all know that. To be honest, there are a lot of occasions when you need a good piss wiping. So, I mean, I've never lost a kid in Lino. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you can't lose a child in Lino. 
Where's the fun in that, in fairness? Larry is pissed on every lino that he sells, okay? let us We all know that in that, the flooring community. That's no, a commonly known secret. Look, like, that is a common safety measure. Also, my like, I, I wouldn't give you a lino that I hadn't pissed and wiped on myself. Like, definitely the pissing. I mean, I, I wouldn't go for a lino without a musk. Okay, but if, if my child was to say somehow end up the under bump. the lino, would they get, I would feel the bump. If you got a scalpel real quick, you'd feel the bump. Yeah. You'd know where they were. Yeah. You always know where there's a child under lino. And that's a lino, Larry, guarantee. I'll always have the industrial settings, like a kitchen that you can cry in, schools that you can be beaten in. But mm. like, Old you guys songs. have taken the home. Oh God, yeah, the ones that smell like cabbage. That's all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of piss to be cleaned up there. Listen, guys, I want to thank all of you for calling in. It's been great to, uh, to, to hear about this rivalry and long may it continue. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in. I'm going to go on to some other callers now. Um, Becky, uh, you've lost something. I have. What What have you lost? My virginity. Okay. And I wanted to brag about it. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, uh, what, what, was, what was the circumstances? How did it come about? Or Well, we had the, we had the, we had the Debs last night. And, um, and uh, I was pissed. And it was great. Simple as that. Um, <laughs> who was the lucky person? Um, it was um, it was my uh, well, I suppose we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Who's my boyfriend, Chris? It was Carpet Chris. <laughs> I lost my virginity to Carpet Chris last night, and it was the most ex- and it, on one of his you know half foot carpets that you can't get lost in, and it was splendid. How did you meet Carpet Chris? I've I, I, I was I've always just been a bit of a fan, you yeah, know. I yeah. I follow him. I just love I love his Facebook videos. He's so funny. Very popular. Very popular. And come here, was he in the rug at the time? Um, he had a little slit. <laughs> he was in the rug. He had a little slit. Um, so was it a special rug that he uses? For, yeah, for yeah, he has a special. Well, but but he um he said, well I I, I kind of met him online, and he's like. Uh, you know, it didn't. It wasn't his official site, so it seemed a bit weird. But he was like, "Oh, I'm Carpet Chris," and then I he arrived in the rug. Um, you know, I I wouldn't really know the difference. You know, and he kind of wooed me. We went back to his, and he had the little slit. And oh God, I lost it. Were you worried at all that it could have, could have just been somebody else in a, in a rug and not Carpet Chris at all? It, well, it, <laughs> he well he he said he couldn't he couldn't speak. Well, he had his tongue out. He had the tongue out. He had the tongue out. Well, that... the, yeah. <laughs> but... And that's all he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it had to. No, it was him. He was in a. It was a man on the carpet, Dave. <laughs> With his Mickey hanging out of a slit. It had to have been, and it was. And everyone was like, "Who are you bringing to your devs? It's the carpet, Chris." <laughs> he met my mum and dad. This is carpet, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We got we got in the limo and he had to stand upright because he couldn't bend in the carpet. <laughs> and it was the most magical evening of my life. So he didn't he didn't talk for the night though. Did he write stuff down or how did you communicate? Um, we just had to kind of kind of ferry him around on, the, on an office chair, and uh, and we we it was in um, <laughs> I was in a hotel and then we just went upstairs in the elevator and I, you know, pushed him down. We went in and uh, it was magical. Well, look, uh, Chris's wife is on the line. Um, oh. Joan Carpet. Joan, uh, Joan I'm so Knight. sorry that you had to hear this this way. 
Now, I don't know. I don't know whose Mickey was poking out of that slit at you. But my Chris, my Chris, my Chris was at home last night. Now, he is Joan, Joan, is it possible that you were with a different man wrapped up in a rug? Does he wear the rug at home? He never Carpet, takes sorry. it off, to be honest. And he's gotten me before. Like, I've gone in to look for him in the showroom. And I've been chatting away to him. And it's a rolled up carpet against the wall. But, I mean, he said he put an end to that. He said he put an end to that. And he said when he told me which rug he was in, he was going to be in that rug. So when you were together um, last night, what were you doing? <clears throat> well, I, we were watching the end of Love Island, to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. And he was quiet. Like, he was. He was quiet. Yeah, I mean, I think you might have been watching Love Island just with an empty carpet. Do you have many rolls rolled up in the house, John? Ah, you can imagine. It's, it's full of them. I mean, lie now in my private room, but... I mean, sometimes you just need to get away and have some space for yourself. Yeah. But I mean, he said, we went to therapy in Everton, and he said, like, he was going to make an effort to be more present. Like, both in the metaphorical sense and also being present in the carpets that I was talking to at the time. Yeah. I'm Listen, so sorry, I'm so John. sorry uh, that you had to hear, find out this way. It's not <clears> your <throat> fault, Becky. It's not your fault. He's a powerfully attractive man wrapped in a rug. Yeah. He just exudes something, doesn't he? Oh, it's the animal charisma as well. Oh, yeah, there yeah. is a haunting musk that comes out of those flaps. Yeah. Like, we're all victims to it, to be honest. I, I felt it when he was when he was here in studio. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, you would, like, it works on everyone, Dave. I'm, to be honest, I would be surprised if you hadn't dropped the hand yourself. Listen, uh, I want to thank you guys for calling in, and hopefully, you know, you can solve your, your marital problems. Uh, when, do me best. When Chris gets home. Uh, thanks so much for calling in, guys. I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Tony Cantwell, Mark Canton, Debbie Cheevers, and Maliki McKeever. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? Woo! Woo! Um, <laughs> Tony. Yes, I'm in Trial of the Centuries. Very, very funny musical that's in the fringe now based on uh, two pop star twins. Guess who we're basing them on, uh, who are taken to court. And it's a very funny musical. Uh, yeah, you can listen to my improv-based podcast, Ireland's Ear, which I do with Pearl O'Rourke, the legend. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Find us on iTunes or other places, Ireland's Ear. And there's improv every Sunday and Monday in the tightrope, upstairs in Unshaw, 8 o'clock. Fun. Great. Debbie? Um, I am embarrassingly under-scheduled, but uh, I, I do my shopping in little. I'll, I'll tell you a joke. <laughs> that, that's about it. Great. I mean, is there any improv teams that you could find you in? There's Under Things and uh, oh, yeah. Ungrateful Dodos. I just plug everybody else for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Company of Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Great group. Big oh, fan yeah. of them. <laughs> the <Yeah>. best group. <laughs> Maliki? Uh, yeah, no, you can just find our YouTube channel, Linscrack. Um, we have a, we actually have a sketch coming out in the next probably three weeks. We have one more shot to get, and then it'll be out soon. Linscrack. Linscrack. L-I-N-C-E. Crack. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. If you would like to see a live performance of Phoning It In, uh, we're doing a show in the Dublin Podcast Festival on October 14th in the Grand Social. And it's a double header with the brilliant Sexy Beast podcast. So you can get your tickets for that on Ticketmaster now. Uh, If you enjoyed this podcast, please do tell some friends about it. We want it to go far and wide. We want to keep doing it for as long as possible. So please tell some friends about it, uh, post about it on social media and let people know about us. Uh, Thank you for the Headstuff Podcast Network for having us. Thank you, John O'Farrell, for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.
this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.